at our house, we, we jokingly talk about the golden child and um, our version of talking about the golden child is the one who out of all the sons, all the daughters, uh, whatever the golden child does, succeeds in everything that he or she attempts. And so the golden child gets the good grades and gets the teacher's praise. And the golden child is the one who's picked to lead the team when they have team selection. And the golden child lands the job and ends up rising to the top, just as expected. And the golden child has great friends, great income, great kids. And it's not that the, the golden child is stuck up about it. Golden child's not conceited. Golden child isn't a prig. It's just that whatever the golden child touches, it turns to gold. And things seem to always work out. And maybe for you, do you have, is in your family, among your siblings, is, is there a golden child? In God's family, there is a golden child. And it's Jesus, the Son of God. He did everything right. And everyone wanted to be around him. And everyone was talking about him. But he was a different kind of golden child. He did everything right. But in the end, nothing turned out for him. He built a movement. And all of the followers and the members of the movement scattered and abandoned him. He obeyed all the laws. But he was executed as a criminal. He embraced the outcasts of society. He had arms open wide for them, and they nailed his arms to a tree. He lived like the son of heaven, and they treated him and executed him like a son of hell. Why? It says that God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The golden child, this golden child, gave up his glory to make you golden. He took your trash, and he gives you his treasure. So in this meal, as we focus on him, we take bread. And that tells us that Jesus will never forget you today, because he also still lives in the flesh just like you. So I'll never forget you. And in this meal, we take wine, and that tells you this. Jesus will always forgive you because this blood cleanses. When you take this supper, you're saying this. I received grace. He took my trash. And he gave me his treasure. And he doesn't regret it. He has no regrets about that. He rejoices over you with singing and gladness. And so we do this supper. Jesus arranged this new Passover meal. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And we expect that spiritually he is going to feed us as we do this. If you've come to know Jesus in this way, if you're believing on him and you're following him, he's your Lord and he's your Savior. And if you're a member in good standing of a gospel-believing church, we invite you, come, take this supper. If you don't know Jesus this way, uh, but you're here, we are, we are very glad that you're here with us. And we invite you to stay. You don't want to take this supper because it's only for people who are in this kind of commitment with the Lord. But this can be a time for you to maybe pose your questions, your, your thorny questions that you have 
to God. He can hear you. And this could be a time for you to, to reflect on some of the things we've spoken about. And if you have any questions afterwards, we'd love to talk to you more about all of this. Now let's pray together. Lord, we pray that you would come to us and that you would nourish us. We know that Jesus said that we need his flesh to have eternal life. We need his blood to live forever. And so we pray, Lord, that you would accomplish this in us, what you've begun, make it to grow and increase. And we pray you would give us encouragement as we see in others their increasing sanctification and, and be merciful to us. Show us in ourselves your sanctifying work within us as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.